Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 494, recording today live on Wednesday, the 7th of June, 2017. I've had a week off. I went on holiday, and it was very nice, although... I'm only back a few days and it feels like a really long time ago already, but that's just the way it goes. Uh, I want to say thank you very much to our sponsors, uh, Isotope, who will be uh, introducing you a competition later where you can win a copy of their brand new RX6 audio restoration bundle. Well worth checking out. And also, um, yeah, I, well, that, that's it really. And, and, and hello to everybody in the chat room. Uh, we've got the RIC and I think I've got the YouTube chat room kind of roughly showing so uh, hopefully we'll be able to introduce comments from both lots of you so anyway welcome everybody thank you very much for joining us uh if you're wondering what this is this is a podcast to do with music technology um music creation electronic music synthesizers drum machines software um live production, the whole kind of thing around music technology. So if you dig what you like, uh, we do a lot of other videos as well, reviews and all that sort of thing. This is the first time you've listened. Please do stay tuned and subscribe to the channel. We'd love to have you always welcoming more viewers. So thanks once again to everybody for joining us. So uh, let's start with our guests. We've got Mr. Gaz Williams over there, professional bass player and uh, producer and music technologist back in Bristol. You've been on the road for a little while doing some uh, Charlotte Church pop dungeon gigs, right? Yeah, um, had some great gigs at the weekend. I mean, um, was sadly very close to the terrorist attack on Saturday. Yeah, terrible. Which was horrible because we were sitting out in the street outside a bar less than a mile away from when it all happened. And um, and that was a real sort of uh, whoa kind of moment. But the thing that was pretty cool was the next day we played at this festival called the Mighty Hoopla, uh, quite a big festival in london and the spirit of defiance and was just incredible actually and sort of i was really impressed by just how everyone was so determined just to not let this affect them you know and i thought yeah that's beating that's beating them you know <laughs> absolutely i mean i have to say also uh i saw uh, i watched the manchester one love thing uh, which was the kind of post Manchester event, which uh, was organised around the Ariana Grande. I watched it and I just thought it was absolutely brilliant. It, it made me, what was really brilliant about it was there were all these kind of, you know, fluffy sort of what you might think in, in, insubstantial pop music one might consider, you know, if you weren't perhaps into pop music. But it all had such extra meaning and weight and it was just really, really brilliant. And it made me feel kind of really teary and just kind of a lot of the people who were playing, you know, I mean, Coldplay, they just emanate this kind of sense of good vibes and love. And it just, the whole thing just felt fantastic. And Ariana Grande, she's only 23 and she managed to kind of compare the whole thing. And I just think fair play to everybody involved in that. thought it was absolutely brilliant. And, uh, you know, yes, mm. good. I, I know what you mean. It sort of made me feel warm and fuzzy in way, you know, because normally one might be cynical about a, a teeny pop gig, you know, it might not be for you, but it, everything felt really relevant and really kind of like, it was just, yeah, just thought it was very together and felt like there was a one single purpose and I just thought fantastic and and it demonstrated really to me the power of music very very viscerally you know just the power of what music can do you know I think we sometimes take that for granted or I know I certainly sometimes do perhaps you don't but you know I just thought great mm. felt really good so good on you guys I'm glad the gig went well anyway yeah, so. yeah obviously you know con condolences to everyone or anyone involved you know for the horrible part of it but um yeah you know it's just great that life can function <laughs> absolutely you know? and it's important that it does mm. i think 
Anyway, Rich Hilton is also here. Rich, Rich is here in Connecticut, um, where he's uh, Nile Rogers' studio guy, plays with Sheik. I've been, you've been on the road as well a bit, have you, Rich? Well, yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, down and back gigs, but uh, actually today it all begins, as far as I'm ah. concerned. Uh, tonight I'm flying to Denmark, where we're playing a festival on Friday. Then we're playing Saturday and Sunday in Scotland. We're playing next week in Texas, and uh, <laughs> we're playing on the 25th at Glastonbury. So uh, it's going to be a Yikes. lot of travel leading up to our summer tour with Earth, Wind, and Fire here in the North That's America. just for starters, and then you go on tour, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. Wow. So you've got all your little um, Tory bits and everything ready, your kind of uh, the stuff you take, or are you still putting that together? I suppose you must do. It's funny you should mention it. Because I've got luggage. Papa's got a brand new bag. Woo! Are you grooving song, it as the song all night long? I bought this really cool little computer bag online from a company that doesn't pay me enough to say their name, um, <laughs> or doesn't pay me at all. And uh, they rarely do, Rich. They rarely no, do. It, well, uh, so uh, I'm really happy about that bag, and uh, I'm looking forward to traveling with it. But uh, I'm looking forward to playing shows with my my other family and uh enjoying the opportunity to try to make people feel good in a world where it's more necessary and more well appreciated now than possibly ever absolutely i will totally agree with that anyway it's lovely to have you both with us um it's interesting. I mean, summer. We've, you know, I, I guess the first thing we got, we're we're gonna. I, I'll put a kind of warning up, which is that we're going to talk about Mac products now because uh, Apple had their worldwide developer conference uh, just the other day. Um, was it Monday? I think it was Monday. And basically, they announced the usual stuff: iOS 11, uh, a big, uh, an iPad Pro at ten and a half inches. But the interesting, the thing that perhaps will be relevant to more of our users and uh, those of us who are content creators is the news uh, that the, it's the new iMac Pro. In fact, I think I've got a little video here. I may as well play it. from an entry-level system that's perfect for use at home or in a school, all the way up through that powerhouse 27-inch model, which allows professional customers to create amazing things every day. But that said, there's another class of pro users who would love to be able to take advantage of the iMac's display and design, but they need workstation-class performance that can't possibly fit into an all-in-one. Well, we wanted to challenge that assumption, and so we've been working really hard to see just how far we can push the iMac. Now, this isn't going to be shipping until the end of the year, but I'm really excited to be able to give you a sneak peek at what we've been up to. And here it is. Ta-da! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm not even going to bother playing all that because it's all pretty hyperbolic, to be honest. I mean, you know, yeah, it's thin and it's, you know, all of those things. But essentially, at the core of it, what's the important part is uh, 8, 10 or 18 core. I think there's Xeon processors, which is unusual because, I mean, obviously, Xeons are what we've got in the, the original Mac Pro cheese graters. So I guess they must be I-type processors to uh, go up to 4.5 gigahertz. 
uh, or was it megahertz? I forget which. Uh, four USB-C, four Thunderbolt 3s, 10 gigabit, gigabyte Ethernet, which is uh, could be good, assuming there's anything else you can connect it to other than actual iMac Pros. And uh, really juicy graphics cards. Uh, it comes with a four gig, oh, no, it comes with an eight gig, uh, what's it called, Vegas, Vega, uh, and you can get 16 gigs. So really sort of tricked out, but still essentially a sealed box, which is partly disappointing because obviously you may not want a 5k screen you might have your own screens and all of these things but it goes in some way finally to kind of addressing or does it the kind of need for a, a beefy content creation machine okay who wants to go first rich sure why not sure it does look lovely i mean those imacs do look great and i know you've got an imac and they're very powerful I'm, i mean i'm looking at you on mine now although this is like six years old now but um Am I surprised that they've basically abandoned the umbrella stand and gone for a iMac format uh, Pro machine? No. But my concern is two fans at ear level as you stare at the screen. And I know they're yeah. supposed to be quiet. It's supposed to be some revolutionary way of routing the air through the components so you get a maximum amount of cooling. And I read all the hoopla and now, as we say at work, I'm from Missouri, the show me state. Show me that that thing doesn't sound like a couple of fans at ear level when I'm working oh, yeah. on a session. There we go. That's there. There they are. Uh, show, show me that I'm not going to hear those. Because every now and again, I do hear this one. Now, it's not enough to annoy me, and it's not a problem. But this one isn't running 18 cores at 4 point something gigahertz and, you know with 128 gigabytes of RAM. So uh, that thing should be able to heat your room. And if it doesn't, <laughs> I should be able to hear those fans. And if they can conquer both of those issues, I'll be very impressed. Because well, yeah, that, they yeah. have thermal issues. I could, I'm looking for a one of these cables. These cables, these phone cables, for example, if you use it long enough, right around the point where the sleeve entry is right here, it'll start to bubble. And the reason for that is because it's conducting heat and eventually the plastics that make up the cable break down. So they're not necessarily the greatest. They're not as good as they like to claim at, at thermal management. And this thing in front of me right here gets pretty hot sometimes if I'm running both Windows and, uh, and Mac OS. So I'm from Missouri. If, it's, if it does every, I mean, obviously, if it works and it doesn't get hot and it doesn't sound like the, you know, the, a hairdryer, um, It'll be well, yeah, a beautiful the, the, thing. The cheese grater could get pretty loud, couldn't it? I mean, it does. You know, but, yeah, but that was get... over there in a closet. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? It's not 12 inches from my ears. So um, I have concerns, but i prepared to be impressed. Show me. Yeah, four, uh, five, five grand starting point. You know, it's a fairly well, it's big chunk but of But so was their last pro machine. Was it? Okay. Yeah, All right. and the uh, and the tricked out ones were almost nine grand, which is probably what this is going to be too. Yeah, it seems like it just seems like such a massive. I mean, uh, you know, it's cutting edge computing uh, uh, allegedly. Although I'm not sure about those processes necessarily being the the most uh, current. I mean, there's all sorts of mess, isn't there, in the well, in the processing? Quite world. honestly, the new consumer range of iMacs looks very nice too, and has a really surprising number of high end features like 4K screens and stuff, starting at like 1,200 bucks for the smaller one. No, I don't want the smaller one. But besides that, for about 2,500 bucks, you could trick out a pretty damn nice normal iMac and do 90% of what most people do in terms of music creation on it. Yeah. 
I think this is aimed at your video be, yeah. types, isn't it? Your video folks and all of that. You don't sort have of to things. spend nine grand. You can spend three grand and still get, you know, an awful lot of work done. Yeah. Yeah. True enough. True enough. Gaz. They, I, I have considered an iMac myself here because I just thought, well, I could run it. You know, for, it would be, it would probably because of the uh, the GPUs on them are really good for for video stuff. Uh, as I've got with this uh, with this iMac Pro here, uh, a MacBook Pro here. You know, the video performance is astonishing. But yeah, it gets. There are other issues which I won't go into right away. Yeah, um, it's a funny one though, isn't it? Because uh, the, you know the Surface Pro thing that came out what was that a few months ago now about three months ago maybe um had a lot more wow factor to it than this i mean this obviously looks nice and slick and it's well that was portable to be fair uh what is it the one the one that looks like an imac and the surface pro studio oh yeah what's it, sur- but, and it's mo- moderately portable slight, <laughs> but the fact that it's got that fantastic sliding sort of panel that then touchscreen, enables yeah. sort of touchscreen so this sort of just doesn't seem that innovative. I mean, when the Mac Pro, uh, the um, umbrella stand one came out, uh, I've got one of those things. Um, it really was a kind of whoa. Whereas this is more, you know, you know, it's it's it it, it doesn't seem to have that wow factor about it though does it you know that's um well it's it it the, the thing for for me is you know with the cheese grater and the and trash can or umbrella <laughs> stand or whatever you want to call them you can take them out of your place put them in a box and take, a 27 inch iMac yeah. is not the sort of no. thing you're going to pick up and chuck in the back I of your don't car know that that much think? of their pro user base is pulling those things around the world no maybe not yeah, but, but I, mean, I mean some you know i've got this thing which is uh a bag specially for the it's a hat um, box. Yeah. For, the for Abraham Lincoln. It's your top hat. It's for Abraham Lincoln, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hat box for Abraham Lincoln. It's, a, it's like, a, what's his, a, it's you a, know, like a bombardier. Oh, Brunel. <laughs> you look, you, that's awesome. You should get a chin strap for that, Matt, mate. That that looks really good on you. I've got, yeah, I might actually wear it in a gig, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, well, maybe the portability isn't such a big thing. But, mm. I mean, the screen is lovely on it, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it really is. They do look absolutely fantastic. But, you know, for those mm. of us who maybe have already got screens, you know, you, sometimes you just want the box. And as you say, Rich, you want to put the box yeah. somewhere else, you know, for the noise factor. And and we don't know yet, which is fair. <laughs> so, that, but I mean, you know, as Rich says, the just the regular ones have probably got way enough juice to do most musical tasks you know I sort of, oh yeah musical stuff for sure yeah and i was having a conversation with someone the other day about um i remember doing a album project back in the year 2000 um when nuendo was brand new and it was uh we recorded 24 tracks 96k 24 bit uh you know and our and it, and it, you know we were able to work then that was that 17 years ago so that all that iterative power that computers have been able to do since then hasn't you know music hasn't really changed that much in in that time so and that's funny it's not like everybody's working at 96k 24 bit some are obviously yeah or 196k 24 bit but still most you know maybe most casual and semi-pro yeah, users are probably working at relatively 24 bit maybe yeah and relatively modest computer requirements so uh you know in terms of 
or this power that maybe this new Mac. I mean, yes, of course, if you're working at 4K video and all all that sort of stuff, you need as much hoof as you can. But from the musical perspective, um, I'm not so sure. I mean, even what what's the juiciest plugins? I mean, Omnisphere used to be. Yeah, I don't. It'll be plenty. It's plenty for that. I, I think yeah. this is. This is aimed at a kind of video part. I mean, yeah. for, for us here, for instance, it would be awesome because, I mean, just render times are the things, the bottleneck for us and throughput. And, uh, you know, our, our uh, eight-core um, old cheese graters, you know, still work all right, but it's just the GPUs are a bit uh, old on them. You know, like now this MacBook Pro I've got will work faster, you know, will render faster and will do more. And it's much smaller, and yeah, but it's a lot more expensive. Rich? They're clearly focusing on um, vi pro video and gaming markets. They're obviously trying to compete mm -hmm. and lose their reputation as not the computer to buy if you're into gaming, which is a lot of market now. A lot of market share is young gamers who want terrific right. graphics performance so that they can support their gaming needs and th they seem to really emphasize that in their descriptions of these computers and in what they've changed in these computers and they're really trying to assert themselves as finally you know competing successfully right, game okay. and video display market yeah maybe you're right that i mean and these the, the videos the video displays i mean this will run two 5k screens and I, I did a, I've, I've said this before, but at NAM I went for a kind of private briefing uh, in uh, um, the Hilton um, or the Marriott, I forget where it was, and they showed me kind of the new stuff with GarageBand. It was very impressive, but the, the thing that was amazing is you know, they had an iMac there with just this 5K screen, and it just looked absolutely astonishing. I mean, it really looked super, you know, yeah. much. E I mean, much easier to work on for starters because you're not... You're, you're, I think when when the the even though the text might look sharp, if it's not super sharp, you're constantly. I think your eyes are constantly just sort of trying to go, is this right? Is this right? And I think it must. You know, it probably, or uh, certainly on this machine, I find that my eyes don't get nearly as tired because it's much crisper. I mean, this isn't a five K screen. This is just a Retina fifteen. But you know, it definitely makes a difference. But you do pay for the privilege, and I think these are. But they, these are they have to compete against the stylus-driven Windows uh, paradigm, which is really very strong right now, especially with their outreach to artistic communities and stylus-driven industries. So uh, they're, they're trying to compete on the stylus thing with the uh, iPad Pro. But they don't have a computer that does that, and they're kind of dedicated to not having a computer that does that. So they got to offer some other big mm. feature that makes it compete. And I guess, in my view, what they're trying to offer is the screen and the video capability. Yeah, that's what mm. it seems to me like they're doing. Market. And I guess the, the other thing that is important because that's something that is the bane of my life on this uh, um, this this Mac here is you've got four Thunderbolt threes ports and four USB-C ports, whereas on this I've only got USB-C ports. Mm -hmm. So anything I want to connect, I have to pay at least 50 quid for that connector. That's yeah. not true. That is uh, so not no. true. Okay, so I have the same computer sitting right next to me with, you know, the adapters hanging off of it. But basically Clackless. one adapter and a, and a seven-port powered uh, USB 3 hub and you're, you're well on your way. And that adapter is 10 bucks in America. Well, not so here. I mean, because I've got an adapter which has got uh, an HDMI output. Yeah, which no, no. I'm just talking about the simple yeah, yeah. USB oh, the adapter sing, the single that gets yeah, you yeah, yeah. to that yeah, yeah, USB yeah, 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 hub sure. is 10 bucks, and the hub is another 30 or 40 bucks. But if I wanted to use uh, like an Apollo Twin, for instance, I'd have to spend 50 bucks on a USB-C to Thunderbolt connector. Uh, no. You know, it, um, it, well, last when I checked today, I mean, it was, it was 50 bucks. Really? So, 
Yeah, and it's just like, well, that 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 is what I I, I find it's a bit of a mess. But the, I mean, perhaps one of the other topics we're going to come to may ch begin to change all of that because obviously, um, with the news of the uh, of Thunderbolt three being now going to go royalty free, basically, so uh, Intel are, are trying to basically increase the uptake on it and hopefully that will make a really big difference because i think that is quite an important aspect as well i don't know what you think about that well when my when when oh. i bought this laptop in december i'm gonna i'm gonna talk bad about somebody now i got up on owc's website and i've been buying stuff from owc for a long time here in america and they offered a uh, soon-to-be-released um, Thunderbolt 3 dock that would give you gobs of inputs and outputs yeah. of every conceivable kind and card readers and Ethernet and all kinds of stuff. It's now June. <laughs> that was December. And I still don't have this thing. I wonder if that's because they know that there's going to be a... Um, it's going to be cheaper because if they put... I, I, I mean... If you've already paid your license for the Thunderbolt Thunderbolt connectivity, because it may have Thunderbolt as well, I'm I'm just guessing it has. Then maybe they're waiting for that to be free, because then it'll just be much cheaper to make, much cheaper to sell, or I don't think much that more was profit. the motivation. I think they, I, I honestly believe, and I've told them this, that they crowdfunded this product, that they didn't have one, they had never seen one, they had a picture and an idea. Ah, and that's not so good. And. Uh, I don't think it is, and it's not. A, it's a hardware company of great reputation. Like I said, I've been doing business with for a long time, and I'm incredibly, incredibly disappointed. Well, I, I mean, in I, I, seven months, they have been unable to deliver yeah. this thing. Well, I would say, I mean, because I bought two of these things. I've got one which is just USB and HDMI, and one which is USB, Ethernet, and a card reader and HDMI. And that one cost me uh, ninety quid, and it gets as hot as a hot thing really it really gets incredibly hot and it won't power more than one usb drive at a time and same on the other one and so there are all the uh, there are obviously issues oh, did, with this whole thing which is just incredibly frustrating it didn't when we were filming when you were away they didn't it didn't work with the hdmi either we had to get go to the apple store and buy the actual hub with the hdmi port on i don't know if you heard that story yeah yeah you know. i mean so it is a finickety a finickety thing isn't it so seems to be hmm. so hopefully with this kind of hmm, thunderbolt 3 going free then that uh it's going to mean hopefully better compatibility with these peripherals do you do you think you know because well i hope so i mean i guess that probably brings us uh, we may as well get on to well maybe <laughs> what i'll do is I'll, I'll have a word from our sponsors and i'll make sure i've got the links up on the screen yeah. and then we will uh, then we will get on to that because that may change things. i i know this is going to be fairly mac heavy but thunderbolt is a big deal for the windows side as well if more windows peak because this is presumably why motherboards don't include it because it costs a bunch of money anyway we'll come on to that we'd just like to say uh, that we're very pleased to have a message from our sponsors uh Isotope, who I've still got this old trailer, but essentially it's showing you that RX6 is out. And if you didn't see our presentation with the RX6 uh, with Isotope, you should really check it out because there's some great stuff in there. The dialogue, denoises, the rumbles, they've got a music version and a kind of more high-end production version for video production. And it really does pile in the features. And there are different flavors. You've got the, like I say, you've got the production version, you've got the uh, advanced version, and you've also got Elements, which is more like a suite of plugins, which gives you access to many of the really useful things. That powerful, really powerful de 
which is a spectral DSR. That also comes with it. Well worth checking out. If you need to fix or repair or, f- or you know, or deal with audio in any way and you regularly come across issues, whether it be glitching, clipping, all of these things, it's really one of those things that you kind of, in my opinion, you can't really do without because it just fixes so many common problems that you get with audio files. Anyway, that's Isotope RX6. Please do check it out. Isotope.com forward slash RX will take you there. They've 10 day demos with all of that stuff. And in the last show, you may remember uh, we asked you to... uh, um, uh, tweet the hashtag. Let's see, what was it? The hashtag was uh, audio repair and RX6, and we have a winner. The guy is, or the gal is, OTAB Studio, which is at the Twitter handle is at OTAB, O T A I B S, OTAB Studio. And they will have won RX for last week, uh, last show. But we've also got uh, another competition for this week, which is uh, you can again win Isotopes RX6. We're looking for the hashtag fix any audio. That's one word. Fix any audio in the hashtag RX6. And if you tweet that to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. So the hashtag fix any audio, one word, the hashtag RX6 doesn't have to be uppercase. Uh, at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc., then you will be entered into the competition. Once again, we thank them for supporting the show. It really is much appreciated. And they do make some pretty damn fine software products. Um, so yes, the, the the next bit of news is obviously the uh that um Thunderbolt 3 are going license-free. Let me see. I, I thought I had a screen up, but I can get that now. So uh, I found this on the register. Um, basically, they're pushing the Thunderbolt 3 as as their kind of... Uh, it, as the solution, so it, you don't end up with USB ports. You get a Thunderbolt 3 port, which is I, I think is a USB-C type connector. I, I'm actually not clear about this. This is where the confusion lies, really, to be perfectly honest. So uh, this is... The news that they're going to basically make it royalty-free, license-free, open source it so anybody can whack it on their motherboards or in their products, which I think and I hope will greatly open it up because, you know, to find things like uh, USB-C or um, Thunderbolt 3 storage, uh, peripherals, all this kind of thing, they're out there, but they're, they're not very common. And I think this might change things up. And I don't know, Rich, whether this makes you excited, but uh, it, it, it's a bit sort of accessory driven, but it, it really does make a big difference, I think. If we could just use the same connector and not have to have all of these things to adapt between them, it will make my life easier. I, I know we sort of r- relatively covered this, but do you think it's going to make a difference? I don't know. I, no, I, I no. swear, I, I haven't got a sense of it. I don't. Know. Let's hope so. I hope so. Yes, absolutely. I am. Let's hope so. Cautiously optimistic and and ever mm. op, you know and ever positive about the possibilities. But <laughs> will it actually make a difference in our lives? I don't know. I still have all these dongles hanging off, like you were saying earlier. Um, <laughs> but it's you know whatever. It's fine. I don't care. I'm just happy absolutely. that I get to use any of this crap. You know. So yeah, it's no, like you know if I got to connect a dongle and spend ten bucks or twenty bucks or thirty bucks or fifty bucks. Whatever. It's just the way. Yeah, I, I guess we kind of covered this previously. We've been doing but, this uh, for decades, buying yeah, that's stuff true. to replace the stuff we have that already works. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Stuff, stuff to adapt to the stuff that used to work that no longer connects directly. Whatever, yeah, you know, know, but it's just it, they keep – that's how they keep selling you stuff is changing it. And, yeah. uh, and well, that's very there, true, are, there yeah. are other benefits and reasons and other, you know, technologies and – I've said this before, but the funny thing is your actual operation experience of running a computer, no matter how fast it gets, never seems to speed up at the same uh, exponential percentages as the as the actual clock speeds and RAM sizes for some reason. In other words, it ain't that much faster than it was 20 years ago. 
<laughs> running the thing. Maybe not. Maybe not. Well, Gaz, I mean, I guess we did cover this like prior to the ad break, but yeah. uh, could be good news. Let's hope it's good news. Let's let's think positively about it then. Perhaps. Well, I think a lot of manufacturers got their fingers burnt, didn't they, with FireWire having FireWire then. You know, obviously, people could still use adapters and stuff, but um, I'm just hoping that this is going to be something that is uh, is going to mean that manufacturers don't get sort of caught out badly with it. Um, and there was another point I was thinking about, and this, um, you know, the USB, the regular A to B USB, it is 21 years old, isn't it? That connector's been on computers for. And, you know, you think about, the lifespan of computers and other interface ports and stuff. 21 years is an incredible innings, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. No longer we have the serial ports and, uh, yeah, all of that, mm. uh, ADB and all mm. of those things. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. So, yeah, so it was just... Yeah. It's, it's out of good innings. <laughs> so maybe it's time that, you know, now it's now it's going to be cheaper or freer or whatever to do this then. All the better. You're absolutely right. Mm. Okay, well, uh, let's get on to the next ridiculous uh, promotional video. Um, <laughs> let's see how this comes across. So this is the uh, the re-relaunch of the Artoria Audio Fuse, which I think was launched maybe two two years ago or announced two years ago, but has so far failed to materialise. Um, and this is it. They've got a rather grandiose thing with this. Uh, I, I'm guessing it's humorous and tongue-in-cheek. Uh, I hope so. So yes, I won't play the whole thing, but I what I will do is. Uh, show you this because i have one here and it is a beautiful piece of hardware i have to say it's got this really hold on let's see if you can hear this <laughs> hold on it, it kind of it's it, it's got that sort of thunk don't know if you can hear. so yeah here it is this is the audio fuse uh they sent one in for review uh, it's basically supposed to be kind of best in class usb uh 2.0 interface the thing that makes it um it's I guess it's going up against the concept of uh, some of the RME stuff, some of the uh, Apogee stuff, and also the the uh, Apollo. Um, is it Duo? I can't remember what it's called now. The Apollo Twin Motu type of size and Motu as well. Presonus. But this, what's interesting about this is it's got eight uh, uh, I/O, six outputs, and uh, a pair of inputs right here, and all this kind of like nice front panel love as well as, uh, what was it I was looking for? Yeah, a three-port USB hub, which is, you know, okay, not a great thing, but nice and you, and it does feel really nicely built. I actually plugged it in last night, and I left it on, I came in, and it was really quite warm, I must say. That was the only thing I did say it seemed to. But this is the news that it's it's also supposed to have really high-quality uh, I.O. The, uh, the, you know, uh, the actual quality of the converters is supposed to be uh, top draw as well. So, I mean, I guess that's... The big news, right? Uh, Gaz, is this something that you're likely to um, um, require in your life? I'm, a, I'm confused, a little bit confused about it, just in terms of um, it does all look a bit like if everything's plugged in the back there, it's going to be very uh, tightly packed, isn't it? You know, if you've got a lot of connectivity on there. Yeah. Um, so the idea then on your desktop of having all that spaghetti and, you know, whereas some of the other devices uh, that it's competing with will use some sort of breakout cables to uh, to kind of keep all that away. Um, 
so that I mean saying that I mean yeah it does it looks really nice on its own but it hasn't got any cables in it yet yeah <laughs> right. and also you know pulling and uh, getting them getting to them once everything's in there it looks like it could be a little bit fiddly and I haven't seen one for real so I don't know quite how that would actually be um I think if you're in the market for an audio interface then this certainly is a contender however the at the price point it's at when you compare say Focusrite Claret range um or even the the sort of the the higher end sapphire in the Focusrite range you get you know a lot more connectivity I mean okay this has got interesting connectivity it's different uh, and it might completely tick certain people's boxes but I mean one thing that they did when this was announced two years ago, they did this enormous hype thing, didn't they? And I think yeah. I think that sort of got people's backs up a little bit, thinking Yeah, it was a bit comedic, wasn't it? Yeah, that is this gotta really deliver something completely next generation and and it's taken them two years to bring it to market and you just wonder what has happened to the competition in that time and whether it's still mm. you know, whether it's yeah, because it's a. I mean, what is the retail on it? It's about it's about five hundred quid. Five hundred quid. Okay, so Isn't yeah. That... I mean, well, I mean, I now this isn't directly relevant, but uh, you can buy a Behringer XR eighteen for not a lot more than that, um, which has got sixteen eighteen IO 18, yeah uh, and sixteen preamps on there and. So again, you know, this is going to be, it might be just right for some people. I mean, I think as a iPad audio interface, that'll be pretty awesome. I mean, I think that's one of the... It could be. I mean, I think the thing, the thing is, it's, it's, like I say, it's gone for this kind of, the, the, the design, the design is lovely, but you know, this is disconnected and not anything. So it's a, it's a lovely sort of thing feeling, but when you've got kind of spaghetti, as you say, hanging out mm. the back of it, it's going to sort of ruin the aesthetic. Yeah. I know Rich, you were nodding very heavily when uh, Gaz was talking about the, okay. uh, the whole, uh, the whole thing with the spaghetti thing, right? They got two things, right? It's got an, it comes in a nice box of its own and apparently it's got very nice converters. That's two on a list of about two dozen things you got to get right in the design of a product, and almost every other one of them. Just visually looking at it, I say, fail. Huh. I give this a doorstops Hall of Fame, <laughs> a doorstops <laughs> wow. to the future Hall of Fame award. Wow, this piece, you can't connect. What you start connecting stuff to that thing, it's going to stink on your desktop. The Gaz is absolutely right. That's why people like Apogee and Motu and RME give you a breakout cable and put the box away from the device that you're controlling. Dig what I'm saying? Like um, this, yeah, I just absolutely. can't imagine all of those. First of all, there's got to be a spare centimeter on there. They haven't stuck a connector. But besides that, if you had sure filled them all up. <laughs> You wouldn't be able to do anything with it. You couldn't. It, it would take up three quarters of your desktop with the wires hanging in every direction and stuff. Mm. It makes no sense to me. Mm. Huh. Uh, it does come with. Um, it's got MIDI I/O and gas. You'll be pleased to see. <laughs> uh, comes with a pair of these because obviously there's not even room for these. Because I mean, if I show you the the rear panel, I mean, it really is stacked up. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess a lot of that's taken up by this this uh, USB hub. But that's actually quite certainly in today's kind of. Dongle free uh, world. It's uh, sort of useful to get those extra ports. I don't know whether they two or three or what, has, what exactly they are. It, but but it's got like three monitor outputs, doesn't it, or something like that? So you can use it like yeah, it has. It's got so, three sets of speaker outputs. It's got a 
Mm. Uh, let me hold it up here. Two sets of headphone outputs on quarter and eighth, combi combi jacks, and then you've got uh, dedicated levels for each of those. You've got a talkback button here. Uh, I tried this very briefly yesterday. I just hooked it up and I pressed that in, and it 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 was quite noisy. I have to say, it was like okay. Uh, I mean, this was something that we was leveled at the Apollo. Uh, um, desktop. Oh gosh, I can't remember what it's called now. Why do I keep forgetting what the Apollo Apollo Twin, uh, and and that you get a lot of uh, microphonic noise, but that's just because the piezo is probably in here somewhere, so it's going to mm. be you know some mechanical feedback. It does seem strange to me that they've made it like a monitor controller as well. Uh, yeah, just in the it seems like it's a peculiar niche that you'd want to have it as like you know to have three sets of monitors that's a lot of monitors to have so you um well it's got two sets of monitors there's a there's a pair of inputs on the back and uh, two sets of monitor outputs i mean the, I, I would say in its defense as well that um you could obviously just hang an adat box off the back of it and have long as you like optical cables and stick those you know yeah. somewhere else but that's that means you need more hardware and you know it's not mm. quite the same. yeah it's I, i'm confused but it may sound great i haven't tried it with ribbons yeah. and stuff like but that. everything sounds for. great now though doesn't it i mean all of the things in that price bracket sound great how great more you know how great it can it sound do you know what i mean i mean the apollo sound great the the the, the clarets apollo. sound great they all you know so I just don't. That's what I was looking for, Apollo. That's that's the word that was escaping me, <laughs> Apollo twin. Yeah, it's just that lots of things sound great. I just, I mean, I would like to see them do well with it, obviously. But I just wonder if coming to market a little bit late now, whether it's lost its kind of uh, special appeal. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll. See. I don't know. We'll, I don't we'll know. See. That's a good question. I, I mean, I would just like to see more more inputs on it personally. You know. For, yeah, two inputs is well. Yeah. You can have a, a further eight if you're using. Yeah, but look at all, that's what that's exactly the thing that's wrong with it. I mean, look all the gear, all this hardware that we're getting now. You know, we want more than you know. We want like it's, even if it was just like four mini jack inputs, we could just have like four something like that. You know, I just right. I just think okay. that that the innovation or the way it's going to meet with modern people's production choices and stuff. I don't know. I think it misses the boat a little bit. Well, we shall see. We shall see. But uh, anyway, we're, we're going to talk to somebody about that a bit later. I should quickly point out, actually, I've been asked to uh, mention this, that uh, Cymru Beats uh, in Cardiff on the 17th of January, if you're in the market for it. Um, great synth meet down in Cardiff. It's uh, at Chapter Arts Centre. Uh, you can just rock up there. I think it's free to get in. I'm not 17th sure. But, no, no, it's not. It's not free. It's, uh, oh, let me have a look. £10 ticket price, that's right, which goes towards because of various acts going on. The 17th of June uh, in Cardiff. Uh, and uh, there's various bands. Mylar Melodies, Nigel Mullaney and Ian Boddy, uh, Wisdom Water, Martin Dubka and Dr. John Bidolf, who we had last. We'll be there mm. doing our thing. But uh, if you want to go down and check out, tickets are selling fast. Actually, that's why he asked me to, to mention it. Now I, now I come to remember. Mm. So if you want to check that. And also, by the same token, um, do check out the Synthsy event, which I'm playing at on Sunday, which is in Hastings at the Printworks Centre in Hastings. So uh, there's a couple of sort of synth meat plugs there for you. There we go. Um, let's have a look, see what else we've got here. Um, this was something that... Oh, no, that's not the right video. Here we go. ...sessions have never sounded this good. Every take is automatically enhanced with the professional polish of Isotope's Emmy award-winning audio technology. Tap and set tempo with a streamlined metronome. 
Record up to four tracks wherever inspiration strikes. Personalize each track with simple touch and drag mixing controls. And share your song with the world via text, email, or other storage services. Record, mix, share, spire. Well, that was snappy. That's what we like to see, just straight to the point. That's uh, It's not actually brand new, but it's a new isotope. Um, it seems to have had a new push. Rich, you brought this one up. I mean, this is obviously on the iOS device, and it's like a multi-tracker, obviously pile track on where it's got uh, isotope technology in it to kind of make it sound good, then you share it, and it's the kind of little portable thing. Tell me, uh, tell me what, what piqued your interest. The fact that it's a free 8-track recorder that runs on your phone. Yeah, that's pretty uh, I good. I didn't notice the, a bit about being automatically enhanced, and that immediately makes me go, Ugh. but mm-hmm. um, assuming you can shut it off, uh, uh, it, it just seems like a really cool thing to have on your phone. You never know. You know, you could just, you could do, you know, you can build up Jimmy well, maybe Fallon like I- little pieces with your guest <laughs> across the desk. I mean, <laughs> you can just start doing recording immediately. It's, maybe it's, maybe it's designed to en- enhance the kind of the mic input rather than if you're sending a line into it with an audio interface or something. Maybe it's designed to kind of make that sound a little more acceptable. Well, based on the assistance I've been getting from Track Assistant in Neutron lately, I'm uh, inclined to shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, so I was uh, I was playing with it earlier. Actually, I made a little track on it just out of just to just to see what it was uh what it was like um and there's some aspects of it which i like and then there's some aspects of it which are a bit infuriating um but i just tried to use just the regular apple e- what they call the ear pods um and just use the, the built-in microphone because i thought that was an interesting um an interesting way to see what the processing does uh and it definitely, it definitely enriches that. Enrich, you know the, and it also deliberately didn't position the microphone in any kind of clever way. I just played a guitar, I played some bongos, I played acoustic bass and different things, and just left the microphone just swinging around. Um, you know, like really bad engineering, uh, and it came out sounding quite good. So I think um, so. There is some clever processing going on um and it i mean it, straight away it, it's it, it it's like take isn't it it's very similar it's isotopes yeah. kind of version of take which is a propeller heads um kind of equivalent and there is a, a certain amount of um you can export individual tracks out of this as well which is sort of pretty cool um and the uh the the cropping is quite is is quite oh so you you've got basic editing as basic well basic editing so. but it's, the cropping is quite good you pick a track and then you choose trim and then you use this big play thing i don't can you see this is that is oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you could just move this thing and then you just tap either side and it'll delete either side of it so that as a as a as an editing uh, paradigm is actually quite is quite good um it's a bit frustrating in in that you want to be able to do just a bit more with it. <laughs> uh, well, as is always the case with these things, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's sort of like, oh, nearly is a door, but yeah, but how could it be? It's on your phone, for goodness sake. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's okay. It's okay. I think it's, uh, 
it's free <laughs> it's an eight track recorder that's free so you know can't be too uh, can't be too sniffy about that actually the metronome the metronome is very nice uh, the metronome is nice in that it's got a very nice visual aspect to it so if you turn the metronome on you know you, you get a beep but you also get the uh, this rather you know rather nice looking yeah that's pretty cool yeah so the, the, you know so if you just wanted a metronome it's pretty cool. Even that is free, and it's free too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. So I mean, that's the thing. It's a fun, you know, to be too nitpicky with it is seems a bit mean because it, you know, because it's free. Uh, and the tune that I did on it sounded okay. Come on then. What? Oh, you want to hear it? Come on then. Oh no, <laughs> you can't refer to a track. Oh no, it's, not. I mean, it's a piece of junk. It's a piece of music. Oh, um, okay. I'll, I can play it if you want. I don't know if it. I'll play it on the mic, but. Um, Right, is it? It's that sort. I was just doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just noodling. But as I say, as I was mentioning, I was deliberately being very, you know, just unforgiving. Yeah, disregarding right. in terms of any sort of technique. You were just dis you were disrespecting the microphone placement aspect. Of it, right? <laughs> I was. I was being. Yeah, I was being completely. You know, as if as if you were just. You know, just with no knowledge of that and i think that maybe was something that that was quite cool that it was a fairly clear and fairly rich sound or with that in mind um i'll, I'll e i could email you the track later if you want to hear it but um okay it's uh i mean it's i say musical just junk but um yeah but yeah pretty cool free is it just ios or is it android too yeah i know i think it is at the moment but you never know because uh isotope are making inroads and they are clever folks mm. um, d what about this then this is the, the news that uh, ableton have acquired cycling 76 makers of max msp which is i guess not a major surprise but mm. um it could be good news i mean obviously max msp is a very uh long established kind of educational tool programming tool that side of things yeah. i mean that's something that i think will be of it i don't know rich have you do you use any max msp stuff is that something that you've come across i mean is it something that they teach in the american um music technology courses because certainly over here and in europe it's very well okay. um there were three or four questions there let's start do i use okay it? So i'm sorry do i use it <laughs> not often but i have and it's a beautiful thing uh, two, do they teach it here? Absolutely. And as far as I can tell, it's taught almost as vigorously as Reactor is, which is to say it wasn't taught to me. But, um, but that guy Ziccarelli and cycling, this company, and this whole idea of Max has been around since like, I don't know, decades. Even 89, yeah. Well before they ever connected with Ableton. And uh, hmm. no, well, cycling might have been 99, but David Ziccarelli's been releasing stuff in various forms for a long time before that. Um, so this is a, a logical transition. I'm sure it was driven by some financial versus functionality and attention motivation so that they could actually more fully employ, uh, Ziccarelli's innovations in their products and count on him to be continuing to provide them by basically financing his company. Um, yeah. They can, I presume, afford to do that. And uh, if it works out well for him, I'm happy for everybody. And in general, if it makes the app even better, well, that's cool too. The app's really cool. That's going to, yeah, that is, that's got to be good. Hmm. I know, Gaz, I do, have you, is that something you've got into? Because um, mm. I know you, you haven't used that Max MSP. So Not I really. I mean, I've used Max for live devices. Uh, and my initial 
thinking with this is that Max for Life will just be whenever um, Ableton 10 eventually surfaces. I mean, it does seem to take an awful long time between the different iterations of Ableton. It used to be yearly it would go up. Um, but I wonder when when Live 10 does come out, whether sort of the Max for Live, rather than it being a standalone product, will just be fully integrated into the, the standard uh, I don't know. I was wondering about that because I mean, obviously, oh, obviously, there's a um, there's the side that you know it's a, it's a payable extra. So I mean, for mm. them to jettison that kind of extra bit of revenue for people who might not ordinarily might not want it, unless it becomes more tightly integrated, or the upgrade mm. fee for ten has to have a justification well, on top of that. I mean, maybe, I just, yeah. you know, you can imagine though, it, as, as an incentive to buying into the Ableton Live platform. I mean, the amount of stuff that's been made for um, Max for Live, you know, is quite staggering. So I think, I don't know, I can see that being quite an attractive thing there. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel like one of those kind of hostile things where you think, oh no, what's going to happen? It's no, all going to go wrong. No, I mean, they, no. they've been working together for well over 10 years. In fact, yeah. uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the kind of the, the, the shared knowledge, you know, has been uh, was brought into the Ableton Live when it was first launched as well. So they've obviously worked very closely together, right, Rich? Well, yeah, and somebody published a, an article recently on this merger in which they're all pictured together and it's like one big happy family. So obviously <laughs> this is an extremely amicable and cooperative uh, acquisition. And mm. essentially everybody who works for cycling still works for cycling in the same places they worked before. Yeah, I mean, that's great, isn't it? That, I think that was probably Peter Kern on CDM Link. Uh, yeah, I think that was the one, yeah. Yeah, uh, which, is, which is a great resource. Uh, yeah, well, hopefully it's all going to be lovely and everything will be great. But it does bring me on rather neatly to, uh, to this. Because obviously we've got a Max for Live device, which is Wave Junction, <laughs> which is uh, four voice, uh, <laughs> four voice paraphonic, three filters, five LFOs, five envelopes, 12 mods, modulation matrix available in Max for Live. Uh, you can grab it at bit.ly slash wavejunction. And uh, we've got actually a 10% off code uh, running at the moment till the end of June, which is you just need to put the code WJ1706. If you're going to buy it, get you 10% off. It's only 20 quid, so it's not exactly going to break the bank. But there you go, bit.ly slash wavejunction. Uh, please do check that out. And uh, um, yes, and don't forget to use the code WJ1706, uh, which is available, I think, till, like I say, till the end of June. Um, all right, what else have we got? Um, I think I've yeah, this thing, this 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 just I thought I was surprised at how it sounded. This is uh, a chap called Adam Borsetti who does come up with some great patches. It's just basically this is all put together uh, using Minilog, which I've been using quite a lot in my live set recently, and uh, I have to say, just wait till you hear it. It sounds very authentically CS. It's obviously very Vangelisy tribute. There's some high stuff that comes in in a sec, which is really quite authentic sounding. <laughs> He's lost in the music.
Now, this in itself is not big news, obviously, because the Minilog's been out for a long time. But what it did make me start thinking is like, you know what? That is a, a classic example of it's not really... I know Ty's just bought a CS80, but it's not about that, is it? I mean, obviously, it's not the same interface, but I mean, with a bit of care and attention, it is possible to kind of get close with many modern synthesizers, assuming it's got enough oscillators and that sort of thing. But it does, as the piece develops, you'll hear kind of various other aspects to it. And it, those are all done on the mini log. And it really is a, a sort of testament to what you could do with relatively cheap analog electronics and i guess it was a bit a bit of a kind of it's not the money it's the skill and he does some great patches oh gaz is you is yeah you know you're a big fan of kind of small affordable electronic things as well. yeah right? yeah definitely and i think this is a great example of of of, of someone be yeah doing exactly as you say you know applying a certain amount of mus- mus- musicality and um yeah and patience as well i think you know um yeah and I think patience is probably something that a lot of us don't have uh, very much of. <laughs> uh, I, I, and this is obviously very carefully done. And uh, I was I was pleased to hear this because when I, I got very excited when the mini log was first announced, seeing that it was a very capable synthesizer with lots of creative potential. And uh, yeah, this feels like now it's been around enough. For it to sort of start to mature and and this kind of um you know this kind of output. I'm, uh, to be honest, I'm surprised you haven't got one. I would like one. I, I it is it's one of those things. Um, to be honest, though, it's still all about Dreadbox for me. That's what I'm saving my pennies for. But um, but I did a track with the Erebus the other day. I multi-tracked it and just did. Uh, I just. I, I, I'm struggling getting drums out of the Erebus, but um, yeah, that's not so easy. No, I mean I'm trying to get some sort of um, no noise. Obviously. There's no noise, but trying to get noise off the LFO and just some patching. But no, so if anyone can give me any advice about how to get some drum sounds out of the Erebus, that'd be cool. But just doing a track, just using the Erebus and just mul- multi-tracking it, and it just sounds glorious, you know. So, um, I, I, and I think this 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 mini log is 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 a similar thing in that it it's a very nice sounding synth the mini log i really like it and uh it i think people have been giving it a little bit of a hard time recently um uh, for i don't know why but um uh this that and the other but i think when you spend the time with it well like i'm imagining uh that's I don't know. I think it's it's got enough richness there that if you... Yeah, no, I would totally agree. I mean, a pair of oscillators yeah. and the modulation that does give you all of that stuff. I know, Rich, it is very much, isn't it, about the kind of... I mean, we're, we're so used to this kind of convenience aspect of it, so we kind of... The mass market tends to cater for convenience, like when I press a button, does it make me sound like a record producer or um, is it really, really cheap, you know, compared to the thing I really want? And it's nice to see something that hits both of these points and still sounds really good, right? <laughs> For a... I do beg your pardon. That was me, not you. Pardon me? Oh, I muted you. That was oh, mine. Oh. You can take a drink. <laughs> I, I should take a drink now. Yeah. Well, somebody takes a drink. Excuse me. <clears throat> yes, price performance wise, it's a beautiful product. It's amazingly simply produced. Um, it's got a nice little window that shows you a waveform. Yeah, um, that's cute. Uh, it's yes, and this man made it sound just based on, I didn't hear it before this, but just based on what you played, it sounded fantastic. And <clears throat> Am I surprised that it's not what you use, but who you are that makes the music good? No, <laughs> no, no. yeah. <laughs> 
I guess not. I suppose that's that goes without saying. A, a man in your position, um, not even uh, my but, position. Just in general, I don't care who you are and what you're using. It's not down to what you use. It's down mm. to who you are. I know it yeah, all sounds what, very mystical, but if you and and it won't, the same things won't work for you and I. It's down to finding what makes you expressive and doing that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the same thing as Gaz or as you or as any of the people in the chat room. It's completely and utterly personal. And I think that's, uh, that is a very valid point. But it brings me on to another question, Rich. What, is there something that you kind of, you still turn to and it was surprisingly affordable, just a kind of cute little thing that you kind of just still get great creative fun out of and a valid creative output because you know you've you've bonded with it in whatever way and it's you know people go really you use that this the seaboard this thing right here you're still there you're still changed my life whoa wow okay um and i am so much more dedicated to learning to play it well enough to not be embarrassed to play it for other people Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's i yes that more than anything since ah. I met the piano for the first time when I was three years old. That. Wow. That's interesting. That's an interesting bit of it. And a guitar, and so- a good guitar in my hands is also a heck of a lot of fun. But that. Mm. <laughs> uh, right. The way I've been playing, I've got a seaboard here at the moment. And the way I've been playing it is that I've, I've been um, working out uh, like a, a scale that works on whatever I'm working on and just rest my fingers on the scale so I don't move my fingers at all. Oh, uh, really? at, from the notes but just literally just apply pressure and up and down but my my hands actually stay in one sort of preset position really uh that's interesting and 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 you know because because each note has such a lot of uh expressivity and um and i i so i've been using it on some studio sessions and doing it doing exactly that and um so really there's very little movement going on but i find that is maybe for, for me something that's kind of blown my mind a little bit with the seaboard well that's cool because it'll give you a result that's very personal to your technique and your approach and that and the instrument is so mm. unbelievably cool and expressive and allows things that no other keyboard has ever really allowed in that way and yeah. um it makes us it, it offers an extraordinary range of possibility and it's a huge responsibility to get any good on the thing yeah. i tend to do it completely differently from what you described I, i've res- i've restricted myself as well to one patch on the uh, that came free on the ios uh, <laughs> I, and i haven't moved off the which one patch, patch. Uh, it's a duduk or something it's like so uh, oh that's a look. nice one yeah yeah that's a nice one yeah and that's it because you've got a bunch of parameters that you can adjust as well on with the controls on the left hand side uh and i've spent hours on that single sound now and uh, it's interesting i mean um i know but when we kind of first looked at the roly blocks as well there was this kind of sense that it might be a little bit of a kind of hmm, moment you know a, a, a bit uh, um what was the word i was looking for uh hipster but actually uh, ed's just sent in a review of uh, endorsing shuttle es uh, which is a, a kind of all-in-one uh modular synthesizer and it's but it's got a shuttle control which allows you to plug in usb devices and he was using the blocks on that to actually control and play the thing and it worked natively and it was it was actually really quite uh impressive some of the sounds and the and the expression that he got out of it 
So maybe, I mean, you know, as we've said before, you know, the thing about these things is, you know, we're generally quite conservative with a small C uh, 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 when it comes to adopting new technology. Because as you say, Rich, it's a major... It's a major investment in time and effort and all of those things. So one tends to kind of shy away from things that you know, actually, I'm going to have to spend so much time with this. I don't know if I've, I can make that kind of commitment. But, you know, maybe we're starting to see these new things shine through. I mean, we've also got the, uh, um, the exp- Expressive E, uh, which is, the, uh, what's it called? Exp- I can't remember what that's called. Oh, my memory's gone the terrible. Touché. The touche, you know, which again is another thing. People who've been using that swear by that. I, right. I think Ty got one of those. Mick well. Millen's said, you know, got his keyboard too, which yep, that too. The, I the found keyboard. completely disagreeable to my technique, but I know there are other people who really right. like it and like it a lot better than this. So and that's all good. Linstrument is great as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, it'll be different for each person, and that's as it should be. And that's what makes this interest industry continue to be interesting. Mm. And for me, like I said, this thing is absolutely game changing. It's funny. I just watched the guy in the chat room call it a gimmick. <laughs> I said, yeah, that's right. I devoted no. my life to a gimmick. Uh, it's not a gimmick. No, it's definitely not a gimmick. And it, it is it, a new. But if, if you're not prepared to put the time in and you just prod it and you go, oh, it's not for me, then you might see it that way because it, it, it's a bit like picking up a violin and going, oh, I can't right. play that. You know it's what? Terrible. One man's, one man's life changing yeah, yeah. event is another man's snake oil. So that's <laughs> fine too. I don't, I don't begrudge him his right to think it's a gimmick. It's just funny to me. <laughs> yes anyway gosh time has marched on we've gone past five o'clock uh we uh i think we're kind of pretty much i don't think there are any topics left because it's that summer period and obviously you know there's not a massive amount of releases stuff but we do hope uh that you'll be with us next week uh next week we will have another show and we want to say don't forget if you want to enter the competition for isotope to for the chance to win rx6 uh, don't forget to tweet the hashtag fix any audio and the hashtag rx6 that's fix any audio is one word to at sonic state and at isotope inc uh, if you want to enter the competition, and we'll announce a winner for that next week. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. Uh, it's been fun as ever. Thank you, Rich, for joining us. And also, uh, if you're watching pre-show, you're um, Rich's excellent noodling, along with some of my uh, my track playback, was was a joy to behold. Uh-huh. So thank you, thank you for that too, Rich. And Thanks. that was on the Rolly Seaboard, right? Absolutely. And also, Gaz Williams, thank you very much for joining us too. Uh, it's been a pleasure as ever. And I hope uh, your summer continues to be fun and fruitful. Yeah, I got some great stuff. I've really, I got a great summer ahead. Uh, so I'm, yeah, excited. A lot of stuff to come. Excellent. And as I say, if you're in uh, the Hastings area on Sunday, I'll be performing um, some more of my ambient nonsense, uh, but with a little bit of a rhythmic element. I know I keep saying I'm never going to do it because it's so much of an, an effort, but actually when you've only got three or four instruments, you kind of tend to be looking for, for some more things to, uh, British, to introduce. British people don't forget to vote tomorrow. Yes, I did want to say that, actually. That's a good point. <laughs> We've got a general election in the UK. Uh, whichever way you want to go, yeah. Just, vote. just make sure you vote yeah. or turn up because you know you can't really complain if you're uh, if you're not going to participate. Anyway, that's it. That's it for watching. Uh, thanks very much for watching. We'll see you next time. <laughs>